Lord comes and tells him, go out. He tells him at this point of discouragement, at this point of despair, the Lord tells his prophet, he tells him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and a strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. Can you look at what is next? But the Lord was not in the wind. It's amazing. I repeat, and behold, the Lord passed by. Huh. And a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after that wind, an earthquake shook the cave of the mountain. I have been to this cave in Israel where Elijah was hiding. I didn't see fire yet. There wasn't a wind that passed. There wasn't an earthquake. But the reality of where he was hiding is very clear in my mind. I've been to those caves in Israel. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And the Bible says in the next verse, when the Lord was not in the earthquake, the Bible says in verses 12, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Why am I looking like I'm chasing rabbits or moving away from my topic to share with you today on this or refer, bring you to this reference? It's because I want to assure somebody today you need some level of stillness to hear what God is telling you, what is the Lord is telling you to do. You need to really have a moment to listen. Some of us are not listening. My brothers and sisters, am I condemning you? No. I'm saying some of us are not listening. We are listening to so many things. Elijah is at the place of appointment, at the cave. And the Bible says, and the Lord passes by. But the word of the Lord, before it came out of the mouth of God, there was an interruption from a wind. A wind passed by. Before the Lord gave the specific instructions that Elijah was waiting for, a wind was interrupted the process. And yet the Lord was not in the wind. But the wind was meant to confuse Elijah so that he can move at the prompting of the wind and miss the instructions that would have saved him. That would have made him advance, make progress. The wind, I want to point at those three things that happened there quickly here as I proceed with the message. To understand that it's not every idea that comes into your mind that is God sent. It is not every crazy idea coming into your mind that is God sent. Even as you ponder on choice number one, on whether to move on to go to Zerapath or not, 
or to take up the new appointment that you are given, the new job that God is giving you, the new assignment that you have, or the, to take up a new job or a new this or that. I know you are going through a lot. I know you are going through a lot. There's a lot in your mind. You don't know what to do. But I want to tell you, beware. The wind came to the same mountain where he was. But the wind was not sent by God. Number two, as if that is not enough, even as the Lord passed by, while he was still waiting for God to move, while he was still waiting for God at the appointed cave, the Bible says there came an earthquake. It shook it. It shook the mountain. It shook the rocks. But as much as the Lord has used wind and earthquakes before to speak, the Bible points out that God was not in this earthquake. There are a lot of options that people are running after. A lot of choices people are running to. I know some Christians who have moved because they lost their jobs, because they lost their businesses, and because they're afraid. I know some Christians who have gone, who have unequally yoked themselves with unbelievers. Some of them have gotten into marriage and plant marriages just for survival. You find a whole sister in the Lord or a brother in the Lord to survive surrendering their confession, their faith, and getting married to somebody who is not born again. It's not even marriage. It's leaving with them for survival. One of them was saying it is survival for the fittest. Survival for the fittest doesn't mean that you go by the wind or you are swept by the earthquake because the Lord is not what? In the wind, is not in the earthquake. Are the choices that you have taken a violation of your confession? All the years you have walked with the Lord and all the years you have confessed to a dying world about the faithfulness of God, could you be could you be obeying the instruction, the, I mean, the wind? Could you have been moved by the wind of the earthquake and forgot to wait on God? I want to tell you this. God is making a way. God is a way maker. He is a way maker. He makes ways where there is no way. Do not allow the wind that is sweeping, the wind that is sweeping, the wind of compromise, the the wind of compromise that is making so many Christians compromise for survival. Do not allow it to sweep you out of the will of God and the purpose of God. The next thing that came was fire. Christians like fire. But God was not in the fire. Do not start something that God has not instructed you to. Do not move as much as I'm telling you to find something that you can do. Do not just jump into every opportunity that comes your way because it's not every opportunity that is from God. The wind was good. 
but it was not sent by God. The earthquake was good, but it was not sent by God. The fire was good, but God was not in it. It was in other fires, but not this one. And the Bible says, in verses 12, before I move on to point number two, after the earthquake, verse 12, after the earthquake, there was a fire, and God was not in the fire. And after that, after that earthquake, the Bible says, a small, still, a still small voice came to him. The instructions that Elijah was waiting for were not in the earthquake. Earthquakes are good. They shake things, but there are no instructions. Look at what was in the still, small voice. Let's go to the next verse, 13. Look at what was in that. It was when Elijah heard it that he dropped his face in the mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Then he heard the voice of God. Suppose he had called the wind God and the earthquake God and the fire God. He would have lived a life of regret. Hear me, children of the living God. Do not take, make a decision that will make you live in regret. Do not make a decision during this time of adversity. Do not allow this time of adversity to, 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 to put you in a compromised position where you spend the rest of, the rest of your time in regret. Do not subscribe to regret. Do not do stupid things that will make you wonder. Do not make permanent decisions on a temporary situation. Stay with your faith and stay strong in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord even if things are falling apart. There is a God who fixes broken pieces and puts them together. Do not live a life of regret after this. Do not compromise to get pregnant. And then because the person who is making you pregnant, who is getting you pregnant, you know, promise that he will support you and support your baby. Do not compromise. Do not become a second wife or a third husband. Do not become a fifth husband or a fifth wife. Do not make stupid decisions. Do not, I plead with you, do not make stupid decisions. Do not make stupid choices. Do not make foolish and estate decisions and choices that are going to lead to a permanent life of regret. While you can be still and know that Jehovah is God and is with you. I repeat again, do not make a temporary a permanent decision on a temporary situation. Who am I talking to? Probably me. If not you. Do not chase after the present promptings of the winds that are blowing towards you. Or earthquakes that are shaking your ground. 
of fires that are burning around you. At the end of the day, they will take the only thing that you have, the joy of salvation and the victory of your faith. Do not, I repeat, do not make stupid, foolish decisions and choices that are going to lead to permanent consequences on a temporary situation like this. Blessed are those who are going to stick on the side of God. Those who will choose to stand with Jehovah, their faith. I encourage you to choose God. I encourage you to choose Jehovah God. I encourage you to choose Jesus. I encourage you to defend the faith that you have professed and stood for all these years. My brother, my sister, it is not in vain. It is not in vain to trust in God. It is not a futile exercise or an exercise in futility. It may look foolish to those who are around you. It may look odd fashions to still stick with the God of heaven. Because the name of the Lord, Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs 18.10. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I say to the Destiny family, I say to my fellow Kenyans, I say to the world over that the name of the Lord to a believer, to a child of God, to the children of God, to those who have Jesus as their personal Savior. Hear me and hear me well. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. The righteous run to it and are safe. We have exalted scientific formulas more than our God, the God of heaven, the creator of the universe. We have even silenced the only voice. We have even shut both the prophets of God, the ministers of God are equally leveled and leveled as collectors of tithes and offerings. But I want to say this, and I want to be on record today and say this to the nation of Kenya and the nations of the world, to the child of God, to those that have chosen to worship this God and to live for this God and who have chosen the living faith that we call Christianity. I want you to know the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We have chosen to apply and to rely on our educated minds. And that's why we went to school anyway. But ministers of Christ in this great nation of Kenya, it is time we reminded Kenya that this 
country is not a floating balloon without a pilot. The world is not a floating kite. The God who created that world, this world, the God who put human beings in this world, is waiting to see how we treat him during this time of adversity. He's watching. If we exhort fear and anxiety, we will reap a depressed society. We will breed desperation to levels we have never seen in this country. We will raise the banner of depression and depression will always breed desperation. When you hear in one county over 4,000 girls, school-going girls, 10 years to 19 years, are pregnant, and they're being impregnated by their own teen boyfriends and girlfriends, their, their boyfriends, you know, themselves, because we are breeding a lot of desperation. There's a lot of desperation. There's a lot, when you hear fathers, when you hear some of these kids have been impregnated by their own, you know, their own family members. You know, I want you to understand there's a level of desperation that is going higher and higher every day. There's a lot of discouragement that is in the society today. There's a lot of depression that is going on. We are minting, we are producing, we are programming people and their minds to hopelessness. And desperate people do desperate things. When people are desperate, when people are desperate, when humanity is desperate, when people are desperate, they suspend their minds and they suspend their norms and the culture and everything they know and they become just like anything else in the world. They throw caution to the wind. I call upon my fellow ministers in this great nation, in this continent of Africa, and the nations of the world. If there's a time we stood like Elijah to the world and bring in hope and restore hope and restore faith in the living God, it is now. If it is not now, it is right now. May you stand to defend your faith. And I finish tonight. I finish this morning by saying the name of the Lord is still a strong tower. It is still a strong tower. It is still the only tower that we have. I still want to declare this. My hope and your hope is built on nothing less and should be built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. You and I should dare not to trust the sweetest flame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. For on Christ, the solid rock, we should stand and we stand.
all other ground. All other ground is sinking sand. May you and I run to the Lord. Do not lose hope. Do not allow your faith to die. It's all you got. It's all I have. That's my conclusion today. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Most loving Father, I don't even know whether I preached today or I didn't preach, but that's not for me to decide. I believe there are people that have heard what, I've, what you've said through me today. Probably there'll be one who criticized me or 10 that will be ministered to or thousands. I have planted the word. I've spoken the word. I pray that you will pick these words and help somebody with it. If Elijah had gone by the prompting of the wind or of the prompting of the earthquake or the fire, Syria would not have had a king. Israel would not have had a prophet. And would not have had Jehu as their king. For the earthquake did not have the details. The earthquake and the wind. They were strong. They were mighty. They shook everything. They were manifest. But they lacked details. They lacked specific details. And Elijah could have been fooled and acted by the prompting of the three. But the still small voice at the, na at the name Azahel, at the name Elisha, at the name Jehu. And that how Israel and Syria advanced. May you help us as families, as individuals, even as a nation, to remember you and not silence your voice. For life will serve us what we order. And we don't want to order fear. We don't want to order discouragement. We don't want to order despair. We don't want to order hopelessness. May you resurrect our faith and the faith of the nation in a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above all that we can think or ask according to the power that is at work within us. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you for answering that prayer. In Jesus' mighty and precious name I pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord do you good. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May he give you peace. May your faith not die. And may your hope be revived and resurrected if it has died. If this message has blessed you, recommend it to a friend. They can go to DMI Kenya or Destiny Ministries International Ivan Kenya 
on Facebook Live or Bishop Titus Mbai at YouTube. Recommend it to somebody and subscribe to on our YouTube channel so that you can continue to get alerts when we are online. The Lord bless you again and do you good.